We just got to figure out a good way to start this. Yeah, I know. Like a good little yeah. intro. I know, right? Um, just do a little funny little intro. Yeah. Um, maybe we can make one up, you know, uh, you know the ABCD things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or you have something funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, All right. Well, cool. Um, well, yeah, we'll, we'll get started here. Cool. Um, it's a pretty, pretty shitty day out today. Yeah, it is. It's actually for overcast. It's starting to get warm. Yeah, it's not bad. It might have trapped a little bit of heat down in here, but um, it definitely wasn't like the past couple of days were super warm. Oh yeah, it's been like eighty, yeah. eighty-five. Yeah. Fucking great beach weather, dude. Beach has been fucking popping off. Popping off. Um, so many nice. dudes. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, dudes walking around speedos down yeah. to the beach. Hot. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Anyways, <laughs> yeah, and now it's overcast after yesterday's fucking beautiful weather. It just seems to fuck with us a lot down here. Mm. Yeah, I think it's that the past couple of years, it's been weird. The weather's just, you know, you get a, a couple 80, 80, 90 degree days with good amount yeah. of humidity, and then all of a sudden the next fucking two weeks it's overcast. And oh, cold. yeah. It's a good little taste for me. I mean, I haven't been in pb for the summertime yet that's true and uh, yeah i just saw people coming out of the woodworks you know flocking down the beach their beach bags yeah. flip-flops you yep. know little shorts and bikinis and stuff well you know it's it's great that we live so close to the beach because we don't have to pay for parking and yeah get in our cars and drive down we can just walk or oh yeah you know people that are five ten minutes live five ten minutes away they have to drive find parking yeah it's a bitch dude yeah yeah, it's nice. We just filled a little cooler of uh, a beer. We walked down the down the street to the Seven Eleven. Oh yeah. Picked, picked up a couple beers and a bag of ice and filled up a little cooler and just walked right down. Yeah. Which was nice. It's fucking sweet. And you know the cool thing is, is like Mission Bay's right here. Yeah. And I don't know if you've ever you haven't hung out in Mission Bay yet, have you? No. I mean, I've walked through it a couple times. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I said, before I even moved to Pacific Beach, I um I was hanging out with this chick right around the corner from That's us. That's right. And um. I mean, the first time we, you know, hung out or went on a first date or whatever. Yeah. Um, I met at her house, and she was she three lives blocks. right next there, right? Yeah, she lives right on the other side of this road oh, here. Thomas, that's what you were saying, yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so we met at her house and walked on a three, four blocks uh, right over to Mission Bay, and we walked around along Mission Bay, kind of towards um, Mission Beach, yeah, uh, but we cut through right before Mission Beach and then walked up the boardwalk mm-hmm. up to uh, up to Water Bar. Oh yeah, yeah. And then we walked around, just cruised around. There was a little farm market there. We hung out there and you know just really just walked around and got to know each other. Yeah, so it was one of the first times you hung out with her. Yeah, well, the first time I hung out with her here in uh, San Diego. That's right. Because we met in uh, in Cape Cod, which was actually a funny story in how we met. That's right. Um, so my cousin and her were friends. Okay. Um, and, you know, I used to always hang out with my cousin and her friend group. And there I were different too. parts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there were different parts of the friend group. Um, you know, just other little groups that would hang out. And then every now and again, you know, we'd meet up. And everyone knew each other, but everyone kind of had their own little, you know, core group of friends that they liked yeah. to hang out with. Right, right. Um, but we'd always mix other people in. Um, so we... We were hanging out with this one girl, Anna, mm-hmm. and uh, she was going to go on a Tinder date. And I happened to be at the house that, uh, you know, my cousin's house when I was staying there. I right. was living here at the time. Oh, and I had oh, got, gone were. back to visit. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So funny thing is, 
me and uh, that, that girl around the corner here. Yeah. We moved to San Diego the same month. Had never met each other before. Was not <sighs> a planned or anything. We had um, <coughs> we had moved here the same month, and it just so happened it was the first time I got off the boat, and she had also gone home to to visit. Okay. Uh, Cape Cod. So we happened to be in Cape Cod at the same time, and ended up going to the same party pretty much. And odds, I mean, man. yeah, that's how we met. And my cousin introduced us. Like, oh yeah, this is my friend, friend Orla, um, who you know she just moved to San Diego actually. Okay. And it was her last day in, on Cape Cod, and it was my first day on Cape Cod. Ugh. So we we met then, um, we hung out, and you know we hit it off pretty good right <laughs> at the beginning. Um, so we hung out, and we were like, oh yeah, let's let's hang out in a in San Diego sometime. Um, but you know, obviously, I have a really busy work schedule, and yeah. she's a nurse, so she also has a really busy work schedule, especially working nights. Right. Um, kind of messes you up your uh, whole sleep schedule and your your plans for the day, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Um, I see that. Yeah, so we we plan on hanging out, and it never really worked out. And I don't know, probably like a couple months later, um, same thing. I went back to Cape Cod because I had some time off. Yeah. And my first day there was her last day there. Are you serious? And we ended up meeting at the same bar. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, and that was kind of a little unplanned. So we yeah. met again. I was like, all right, now we really got to like, we really gotta try to hang out more. And uh, yeah, so the first time we actually hung out in San Diego was down here in in, uh, in Pacific Beach okay. at her place. And uh, yeah, we walked around Mission Bay and stuff, and then up the up the whole boardwalk to Waterbar and just cruised around Pacific Beach. And and, and, um, and the crazier part is she literally lives right around the corner from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and we're both from the, the same area, had the same friend group. Yeah, and I mean, just had never really met each other before. Right, right. Um, but yeah, she's she's super cool. You guys meet each other for the first time. Was it out here? Uh, was it out here? It was no, it was, it was on a uh, Cape Cod. It was in Cape Cod. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. First two times we're on Cape Cod. That's right. And uh, in a big group. Um, and the second time, or I'm sorry, the third time when we met here, it was uh, it was just us two. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And then you just happened to live God, right around the corner. That's nuts. Yeah. And, yeah. Now we well, live that right wasn't even corner. planned or anything either. No. No. This was literally like the only place that was somewhat affordable. Um, in, in the area yeah i mean looking at all the rent and stuff you know yeah um no i hear you you can get the same same size place for a lot more anywhere else yeah so it just happened to work out where i was just you know whatever whatever the cheapest place is on the market right now i'm yeah just gonna get i wanted to move off the boat and stop living in hotel yeah. rooms and stuff uh when i wasn't working that's uh um, probably a good move yeah so that's how i ended up here <laughs> Um, that's nuts man so yeah. so i mean god it, it kind of started to sound like you know it was one of those things where it was meant to be you know uh yeah i mean <laughs> she's seeing someone now so yeah right um so obviously it was. yeah <laughs> obviously it wasn't well um, not yet at least yeah yeah i mean she's super cool i'd i'd definitely um you know explore that pursue that a sure. little bit more yeah. uh given the chance we well, guys um, spent christmas together yeah, we this did. Year. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. How was that? Uh, it was all right. It was fun. Um, what'd you guys do? So the plan was, I was gonna uh, probably head over there around um, noon time or or something like that, yeah. or, or in the morning. Right. Um, and we we're gonna hang out, and she, I think, out of work, they were doing like a potluck or something. Oh, okay. So I was gonna help her like cook and like make stuff for that, and just kind of you know Same hang time. out, and then we we're gonna go to her friend's house in La Jolla. Oh, nice. Um, oh, a little apartment. Oh. When she first moved here, she lived in La Jolla. Um, it's a little apartment complex. Um, and then we're going to go over there 
over there and hang out with her friends and stuff. And then she had to go to work. Um, oh, she had to go to work on Christmas yeah. Day. Yeah, and she had worked the day, the night before. Fuck. So that kind of that kind of threw a wrench in the plans where that she ended sucks. up not waking up till like I don't know three thirty four o'clock because uh, she was working you know seven p.m. to seven a.m. Oh my god. Um, she has to be there by like six thirty. She has to be on the floor working by seven p.m. Um, so you know obviously she it takes her a while to get ready and yeah. get up get moving, um, and then she gets home. You know, she has to, uh, the the next nurse relieves her at seven. So, as soon as that other nurse shows up, she can leave at seven. Uh, but then she still has to do you know whatever clean up. I don't know clean up whatever medical stuff yeah. she whatever nurses do medical mess. Yeah, whatever <laughs> whatever the uh, paperwork. I don't know how it works. Paperwork yeah. notes, whatever, whatever they do. So she doesn't end up getting home from you know the hospital. Kind of I think it's twenty minutes from the Hoya. Okay. Um, well, so she she's Kaiser or. Scripts, probably scripts. I, I, I don't know the name. Okay. She does stuff with um, like cancer patients. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. But in a hospital. Got it. Hmm. So she's a nurse, works with cancer patients. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's nice. Um. Yeah. So she doesn't get home till pretty late. Yeah. Um. So yeah, she doesn't wake up till late in the afternoon. So she woke up late and then ended up just getting ready for for work and uh, getting some stuff done. And we ended up just. Uh, I went over there. We hung out for, I don't know, a half hour. And then we went to her friend's house. All right. Um, which, <laughs> her friends are super nice people, but I really, I've never really had fun hanging out with them. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? Because um, they all, like, know each other uh, in that friend group. They're pretty, they're pretty closed in their friend group. They don't really like to expand. You know, I mean, they're super nice to me and stuff. It's not like they're excluding me. But they're talking about people and stuff that I just never met, never interacted with. Just a lot of like inside stuff where you kind of yeah. have to know the person to understand what they're talking about and chime right. in for th- in the conversation. So it's more of me just kind of sitting there, learning about people I've never met and uh. just don't know where to chime in. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's that's a little t- that's a little difficult. Yeah, yeah. So it was tough just kind of break that ice. Um, but like I said, they're they're super nice people. I don't have anything against them. Do you still do you still talk to her? You still um, yeah, I actually I talked to her the other day. Oh okay. Um, I get talked to her on Friday. She's seen someone now. Yeah, she is. Still is. Yeah. Got it. How'd they meet? Um, I honestly don't know. <laughs> I didn't ask too many questions. Girl, I didn't ask. I, I was care. like, I, uh, it's probably better if I don't hear yeah, this. Yeah. Like exactly. You know, <laughs> I thought I had a pretty good shot, but. So so what happened? Why do you think you? Uh, I'm just gone too much, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, well, I, I, you've been back for almost, what, a month and a half? Yeah, so funny Funny thing is, th- <laughs> th- when I got off the boat, I went over to her house for the Super Bowl, and that's when uh, I had found out she had started seeing someone. Uh, I guess it happened, like, pretty much when I left on that last trip, I, that last stretch I went on. Uh, so when I got back from Big Bear with her. What? Yeah. Um, so like right in that, that time period, right, well, right in that time period where I was gone, because I was I mean, gone for, I don't know, two months or whatever. Well, but yeah, I guess you're right. Cause Super Bowl's in February. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then yeah. we had gone up to big bear. That's right. Like a month and a half prior, two months prior. Did you not talk to her for like, can you not talk on the boat? Um, it's hard to. Okay. So um, you didn't talk, you didn't communicate with her. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times I just. Don't even look at my phone. Don't check my phone because right. it's just you're busy. It's almost stressful trying to text someone and right. try and keep up with the conversation because 
you might send like try and send like three or four messages like the same person yeah but only like one or two of them will go through got and then it. they respond to that and then the conversation just doesn't make any sense got it got it because they're sending out random times got it that's, so. a, that's a pain in the ass yeah yeah it, it can be um but shit so you're gone for a couple months and then yeah i guess i mean yeah especially around here you know yeah i mean the thing is like with anybody um yeah for me like hanging out with people when i'm off the boat yeah to me it seems like yeah i just saw them like last week when in reality it right. was like three four months ago yeah. when i was when i was back here on land <laughs> right right um I mean, so I don't to me, it seems her. like a lot shorter time for them. It's like a lot longer. Yeah. Because, you know, it's almost like my life pauses, but their life doesn't. It keeps going. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, they, they, they move on. And it's a very common thing where um, I'll meet someone or some people and I come back and just everything's changed. Like someone so is not talking to each other anymore. These people don't hang out anymore. Or, you know, they, they've met someone else or yeah. whatever. Um, so it does change a lot. Are um, you Are you bummed about that whole situation um just think that something was there yeah i think something was was definitely there um it was just kind of used to it. it's happened so many times really? in the past oh yeah i can i can name off like four or five different instances in like the last three years God, where this happened that sucks dude yeah um i actually had i had happened twice in one week <laughs> oh that's rad <laughs> yeah yeah we're like i was talking to these two girls and i mean they were super cool or whatever like I was just kind of feeling it out. Yeah. You know, nothing nothing serious going on. And then I, I just came back. I'm like, oh, yeah, I met I met someone. I was like, oh, okay. And then the same person, like, within a couple of days, I was like, I should tell you something. Like, I, I'm actually seeing someone now. Wait a minute. So before you, you know, uh, you start kind of dating these chicks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, how do you guys leave it when you leave on your trip? Say you go away for a month or two. Are you just kind of, like, up in the air? I mean, do you guys talk about it? Like, um. Sometimes, yeah, a lot of times they kind of talk about it, like, we'll hang out for a little while, and then, like, I'll leave on one little stretch or whatever, and I mean, you know, they're thinking about it, it's like, oh, yeah, that's that's nothing, no big deal, like, whatever, and then I come right. back, and then they're like, yeah, that was a lot harder, a lot longer, like, and then we weren't able I, to talk to you. And yeah, and they're like, I don't think I'll be able to have a relationship like that. That makes sense. Um, which, I mean, I, I like it when they say that. Yeah. I mean, the... In, in comparison to the other option where they just cheat on me. Right. Which also happens a lot. Yeah. Um, so I like when they're honest and upfront and I don't hold, hold any, you know, grudges, hard feelings, whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's... You know, and it's obviously, it's in an early stage of relationship doesn't yeah. really hurt too bad. Um, right. You know, it sucks, but it's not like I'm not going to fucking... It's not going to keep me up at night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where Whereas, like, in the past, I've been in a relationship for, like, a year and then find out that pretty much the entire time Ugh. I've been gone ever since like the start of the relationship that they've been seeing someone else. No. Yeah. So uh, I, I've, I've had that happen. Those ones hurt yeah. more. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, wow, how, how blind could I be? How stupid could I be? Like I, I should have picked up on that and that and that. Yeah. I should have called her out seeing what, seeing what was going on. But, um, well, I mean, fuck, I wouldn't really want to date someone like me either. Uh, someone I, that's gone all the time. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's, that's a, that's a tough, that's a tough yeah. one, man. I yeah. mean, even, even long distance relationships are, are hard. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and then, and even then you get to talk to him every day and things like that. But right. For me, it's just like, I'm, you're I'm, out there. I'm just, I'm just gone. Just yeah. non-existent. It's like you went to jail. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like I said, I can text and stuff. Um, but it's just, it's hard to, mm-hmm. you know, it can take fucking days to get a message through. Yeah. Sometimes. At that point, it's not even really worth it, mm-hmm. you know, but 
I mean, it sounds like you got something in the mix here for a job. Oh yeah, with the upgrading my license. Yeah, yeah. And uh, talk about kinda, that. Kind of, kind of getting into a new line of work. Yeah. Getting away from uh, sport fishing, which I mean, are you I bummed? love. Yeah, I was gonna say, but, are you bummed about that, or are you? Um. Yes and no. Yeah. I mean, I've I've enjoyed it and I've done it for a long time and I, you know, I, I kind of I like learning new stuff. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I learn new stuff every day at my job. You see all sorts of new stuff, new experiences, everything. Um, but I also like new challenges. Yeah. Um, I feel like I've gotten a lot of experience, so anytime I do learn something new, yeah, it comes to me a lot easier, and I don't really have to work towards it. Okay. Where starting a new line of work, where everything's new. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a lot more stressful trying to learn everything. It's all going to be new, and it's going to be just a huge learning curve, which, I mean, I enjoy. Yeah, exactly. It, it makes me feel like I'm actually working hard and, um, you know, working towards something because um, there's a lot more stuff to learn uh, going into, you know, the tugboat industry. Yeah. Uh, working on tugboats. Yeah. Um, so that, that I think will be cool. And, you know, I've, I've done the, the ride along with another captain, right. another friend of mine. Right. Um, I've operated the boat a little bit. And even just the whole, you know, the way this boat handles the drive system going from a what's called a twin screw system to a, a Z drive system. The way you drive the boat and handle the boat is completely different. So, you know, when I drive the boat I'm on now, yeah. I don't even have to think. It's just, you know, I just do. It's just, you know, memory, just from memory and feel right. like, right. you know, I can do whatever I want without even thinking about it. Well, while I was even just driving the, the tugboat, just through the channel, you know, I would see something like give me a couple seconds and then react where I was actually Got thinking it. about how to move the boat because it. it's it's almost inverse to like a normal steering wheel. Okay. Um, where on the twin screw boat to turn left, you turn the steering wheel left and it comes over. Got it. Well, on the tugboat, you actually have two little the throttles and steering are integrated and you steer each uh, prop propeller. Yeah. Um, well, they're called drives. They they move like the actual propeller moves. Oh, okay. Wow. It's on like a shaft, like a like a tiller motor. Yeah, okay. On like the back of a skiff. Yeah, yeah. The way yeah. it sticks down like the lower unit. Yeah. Imagine that, but you can go 360 degrees. What a trip, man. So that's how that operates, and obviously it's it's a much bigger. Um, so now you got two of those. So it's pretty much like having your hands over both of those motors. Got it. And being able to spin them 360 degrees. Okay. Um, so if I were to want to turn left, um, you're only steering with one one stick at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd have one just going forward. Like we'll say my port one is in gear. I'm going forward, just throttle up, whatever. Yep. I'll leave that one centered. So it's just always going straight. Got it. And to turn, I would turn the motor or the, or the, you know, the steering, the stick. Yep. I would turn it to the, to the right a little bit. To go right? To go left. To go left. To go left. Because uh-huh. you got to think of it like a rudder. Um, so the way I thought about it was which way I'm pushing my water, pushing my stern. Got it. So if I push the propeller to go to face left, face port, it's pushing water Okay. this way. Yep. So it's gonna move the stern that way. Got it. It's gonna move the stern to the to the right, to your starboard, and it's gonna push your bow to the port. Got it. So you move it to the right to push the bow to the left. Got it. And you're gonna go forward that, that direction. It's like a video game, man. Yeah, it's pretty much like That's inverting what I do right. um, on these twin screw boats. So it must have been a trip for you then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like a whole, whole new, different, whole new experience. <laughs> um, the it, it it was a little easier for me to kind of pick up on. Yeah, because I've also ran uh, jet operated boats. Okay, 
is that kind of the same concept? Kind of. The older systems. Okay. And I, I did it when I was a kid um, working on the ferry boats with my father. Yeah. Um, the boat that we were on a lot of the time, the ferry boat, Yeah. Uh, had the older system jet drives on it. Oh, okay. All right. So this one was like a little uh, little tiller. Um, you know, it was just it was a ball and had a little stick that came out facing you. Okay. Um, and it was the same concept. Uh, you swing it to the left. Oh. Um, and the knob would point to the left, and then the boat would go left. So, you know, y- you'd think, think directionally where the tip of that knob is. Yeah. It, you would point it to the starboard like a steering wheel. Mm-hmm. You know, you think you point it this way. You think since it's the arrow mm-hmm. would essentially be facing to the starboard. Right. Right. You'd think the boat would be turning starboard. Right. Um, but it's actually the opposite. You point it to the starboard, it would go where the back end of the stick goes. Got so we go to the port. Got it. Okay. Um, so I already had that kind of ingrained Got from, it. I haven't, I hadn't used it in, in years, but it was always still in the back of my mind that that's how that system worked. Got it. So I always had to think back to when I would drive that boat. Got it. And so that was easier for me to pick up on. But as far as maneuvering the boat in like tighter situations, yeah. um, you know, obviously we're pushing up against the ship and, you know, you got to walk the boat directly to the left forward and just like ease into things like it's got a steering lot of power in reverse in those. Those, yeah those boats got a lot oh of power. yeah oh yeah um and they're deep you were saying yeah they are they have a giant skeg on the bottom it's crazy just to create uh more drag for when you're slowing down you know you're broadside and you slow down the boat and just for your own stability okay um yeah it makes the boat really stable um but yeah the whole maneuvering with the z drives is just different from what you're everything yeah um but i was able to pull from the newer jet drive systems, from the older jet drive sti- systems, and the twin screw systems on how to actually do things. Got it. Um, so that, that did make it a little bit easier for me to where I could, I kind of have a little baseline where I could do it. Um, so you weren't just starting fresh. You kind of yeah. knew a little bit. Yeah, just to do, do like basic operations and maneuvers with the tugboat. Yeah. Um, but you can do a lot more that I just have never even touched upon. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I do have a lot more to learn in, in that aspect and to become more fluent with it and smoother motions and stuff. Yeah. Where it's not like I can do one thing, then stop, think, do it. Right. And then stop right. and think and do it again, where I can just do it all in one solid, fluid. like yeah. fluid motion. And the guy who was teaching me is, you know, from multiple different sources, one of the hands down best tugboat operators that a lot of these guys had ever really seen. Oh, you're um, saying it was, it was your dad's best friend. Yeah, one yeah. of his best friends that he grew up with. Yeah, oh, wow. Um, yeah, and I, like, I, I refer to him as my uncle and mm. stuff. So, um, so obviously, I've known him for years. And, right. You know, he introduces me as his friend more than he does, like, my friend's son. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's how he introduced me as his crew. He's like, oh, yeah, this longtime friend I've had, Forrest. That's is, is here to kind of see what this is all about and, you know, this thing about getting into this industry. Um, so, so yeah, once I once I upgrade my license, he wants to kind of get me in there more with him, and uh, and learn more on how to how to operate these tugboats and help me out with the job to to move forward. So, uh, wh- you know, you got to take a bunch of tests and then you got to do hands-on stuff. Um, yeah, yes, yes, and no. So, I can. Uh, the best way to explain this is. So obviously the baseline for this, for upgrading your license, is having experience on boats. In general. Um, yeah. So the first, pretty much the first lesson you can get is just having experience on any boat, like your little skip or whatever, just just driving it, understanding it. Um, you have a certain amount of time where you've been on the water, yeah. on your boat, a friend's boat, whatever. Right. 
and you can get your what's called an OUPV, operator of an uninspected vessel license. So you can, you know, charge people money to come out as long as it's under six people or less. Um, oh, so say if you bought a boat and you wanted to captain it. Yeah, and run just that. little six-man yeah. charters. Okay. Um, so you start out with that, and then to go to the next one, a 100-ton license, um, you had to be on a boat of more than, I think it's it's either 15 or, or 20 tons. Okay. Um, so a little bit bigger boat, uh, pretty much what you will be running if you do have an OUPV license. Um, so you have to have a certain amount of time on a boat like that Yeah. Um, to get that license. And then now the boat that I'm on um, for the next upgrade license for the 500 ton, which is what I'm doing, uh, you have to be on a boat of more than 50 tons while holding a license, a valid 100 ton captain's license, and you have to have time in the wheelhouse, whether it's captain or, you know, second license. Got it. Um, operating the boat at night, just watch standing stuff, as long as you're working in the wheelhouse. Um, How many hours is that? You needed 1,080 hours. Oh, holy crap. Or, I'm sorry, 1,080 days. Days. Um, yeah. Holy. So, people. four hours counts as one day, and if you go more than, I believe it's eight hours, it counts as a day and a half. Okay. Um, so if you do eight hours, yeah, or maybe maybe it's twelve. It's the the way these forms are are written is different, and the way I just got my breakdown from these employers kind of confused me a little bit. Got it. Um, it might be if you work a twelve hour day, it counts as a day and a half. Um, and and so you can you can log one day as a day and a half, pretty much. So it's not like a um like if you're driving a semi truck where you can have like fourteen hours a day. Right. You, you can can you go twenty four hours if you want to? No, you can't. You have to, um, you have to have a certain amount of rest. Right. Um, okay. So you can run a boat for I believe it's sixteen hours oh, 16. a day, okay. and then you have to get a, a second license in, uh, another captain. So the boat I'm on, we have you know pretty much all of us have our captain's license. Oh, you do. Yeah, all of us except for two guys have captain's licenses. No shit. Um. Yeah. So any one of us can run the boat besides those two guys. Okay. Um, and is we that, do. Is that one kind of one of the requirements to yeah. be a part yeah. of your crew? Yeah. Got yeah, it. to be uh, licensed. And then you have to have what's called STCW training, um, which is like fire. It's made up of different safety elements. So you have to be first aid, CPR certified. Okay. Um, and then there's this other medical class. Um, I think they just call it medical uh, medical something. Yeah. I don't remember the name of it. It's been a while since I've taken it. Yeah. Um, and then you have to do firefighting. Oh, really? Yep, firefighting. So I actually oh, went to the shit. fire academy. Did you really? Yeah, for um, just a day. That's cool, though. And they run through, you know, using fire extinguishers, going into burning buildings, putting stuff out with um, a hose, working on a team, putting on all your gear and stuff and equipment. Um, and before that, you take a whole written test, and you do um, – you study for stuff to um, to understand kind of what you're doing. And yeah. then you go in and do, like, the actual practical stuff. To make sure you're physically able to do it. Okay. Yeah. Um, Why do they make you do that again? Oh, case. Case there's a fire boat. on the boat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because out there, you know, you you can't call the fire yeah. department. You, you got to be able to do, do everything yourself. yourself. Right. Um. So yeah, that's firefighting, and then there's, uh, like survival stuff, like, how to launch a life raft, uh, the different parts of a life raft. What do you do if there's a hole in the life raft? Yeah. Um, what, what's already contained in the life raft? You know, for provisions, you know, food-wise, water-wise. Um, Do you have a radio in there, too? 
or like uh, a, a yeah. Or I mean, some called? yeah. There's a little beacon, and um, there's another parts to the boats like um, like there's something called an EPIRB, where it, it sends a satellite signal to either the Coast Guard or a plane flying overhead. Right. Most of the time, they get picked up by planes, and then the planes really need the signal back to the Coast Guard is on that where they pick up the signal. Is that when when you guys um, deploy the boat? And it just automatically goes? No, it's when the boat goes underwater. Oh. Um, there's what's uh, called a hydrostatic release. Okay. And it breaks open this little box and it shoots out to the top. No way. Yeah. I mean, if the boat's ever going down, that's the first thing I'm grabbing. Because right. that'll, that'll relay your exact position to right, the okay. Coast Guard or any boat nearby. Got it. Um, what a trip. I didn't know that. Yeah. And then there are other things called SARTs, um, which is pretty much the same thing, but it's picked up by radio. Yeah. While the other one's picked up by satellite. Huh. Or, uh, I'm sorry, not radio. Picked up by... Uh, Radar. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so you're saying that if the boat starts to sink, mm-hmm. there's a box where once it hits that water or something, yeah, it once pops it hits a, out. a certain depth, like a certain amount of pressure. No way. It like pretty much sends out a little razor blade, cuts this little line. No way. And it shoots out. Where Where is the box is at? Um, top of the boat, normally on the roof. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So there's no obstruction above it. It'll just float right out, Got right it. to the surface. I didn't know that. What a trip, man. Yep. Same thing with the life rafts, too. Like, if the boat goes down quick and you're not able to launch the life rafts, yeah. once they reach a certain depth, they will uh, deploy on their own. Really? Yeah. Huh. I always wondered how that worked. Yeah. But that's See, for life rafts, not the, the not the not not some of the lifeboats. Okay. Yeah, the actual boats themselves. How do you check to see if those are in working order? Uh, you replace them. Oh, you have to replace yeah, them? Yeah, you replace them every two years. Really? They must yep. be expensive. Um, they're not that expensive, actually. Yeah. I mean, it depends where you get them from. You know, like the don't <laughs> want to go cheap on that one. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, you don't really want to spare the expense, and you right. want to make sure that everything's up to date. Yeah. Um, like I do rounds and stuff. I I check everything, all the expiration dates. I have it all written down for like my boat, mm. and um, I go through the list and all the safety equipment and make sure everything's working, um, which is a good practice. That I feel like a lot of I, I know some of the other boats don't really do it really? they do it like once a year um well you know a couple times a year but i try and make a point of it every trip well you yeah. know on our on our travel days when we're not doing anything i go around and and check everything it's probably a good thing yeah yeah <laughs> it's probably the most important thing that's crazy man I, I had no idea that's that's what happened yeah 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 there's a lot of um a lot of different elements they, they pretty much make it um i want to say like idiot proof right right where if you don't know what you're doing, it'll, it'll still, it'll, it'll do itself. Um, there's but knowing it will make it a lot easier, th- but there's food in, in, yeah, there's some, it's not very good food. Um, right. just some, it's all pretty much them. freeze dried, like MREs and stuff. Yeah. Um, they come in like these little bricks oh, really? pretty much. Yeah. They're all like dehydrated and, uh, yeah, they're pretty disgusting. Oh, Actually <laughs> funny story. Um, one of my buddies, one of my friends I used to work with, uh, went to this maritime school called the uh, Northeast Maritime. Okay. And they were doing like one of those safety classes, and they had one of the life refs deployed or whatever. You know, they passed out all this safety equipment for them to look at, and then you know they were just on the floor talking. And they're like the teachers going through giving the presentation, how everything works, whatever. 
and my buddy reached into the life raft and pulled out one of those little bars and everyone's just sitting there like listening to class and he's just sitting there he opens up he starts munching on all the, <laughs> on the all the provisions and stuff and the teacher i i knew the teacher the teacher turned around and and I looked and just saw him sitting there like casually eating all the food of the life raft. <laughs> Not that he was supposed to. Like, right, right. It wasn't a bad thing, but yeah. he wasn't supposed to. Like it's, no yeah. one, no one wants to will yeah, to exactly. eat this stuff, and he's just sitting there eating it like it's nothing. And the teacher just started cracking up, and he, he called me later and told me because he knew the, the guy who worked with me. He told did me he the like whole story. Him? Yeah. Did oh yeah, like, they loved him. It? Yeah. No, did you like the food? Uh, I think so. Yeah. What What is the food? What, I mean, I, I don't even know is what it, it like. Power bars and yeah, it, it kind of just looks like. It's protein bars no 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 <laughs> nothing like that nothing nothing that luxurious yeah um something to keep you alive yeah pretty much <laughs> um, he's eating the food yeah Jesus. yeah <laughs> well hey i mean i guess if you want to know what it tastes like hey he's, he's getting ready to go down dude. yeah exactly <laughs> he's gonna be ready for it yeah that's pretty funny man yeah that's crazy um so what else what else goes into these tests go back to these tests that you have to do i mean it's, it's oh yeah it's and they do um like we go to a, a pool yeah i mean some people actually do it in the ocean but ours was in a pool mm-hmm. um you pretty much have to tread water for a certain amount of time okay um they give you all these different like everyday items that you would wear like on a ship like your boots a hard hat stuff like that your do pants you wear hard hat out there? no we don't on, uh, on our boats but some boats you you do have to wear a hard hat um or you might wear it in certain different scenarios um and they teach you pretty much how to use them to float right right so you don't have to tread water got it so one of the things we had to do is take off your pants uh-huh. you got to tie the legs into knots and you have the bottom you know the open part where your waist yeah. goes you flip it up in the air and you catch a big thing of air, and you shove it back down to the water, and you close it off with your hands. Okay. And it creates, like, the legs will all fill up with air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you float on that. Oh, that's cool. Um, same thing with your boots. The boots are probably the best one. Really? Yeah. You uh, you flip them upside down. Okay. You know, obviously, you've seen the boots that I wear yeah, for work. Yeah, they're the kind of tall. Yeah. Yeah, the extra tufts. Um, you flip them upside down, and you put them under your shoulders, and it's all full of air. And you will literally float right up to here, really? chest level. Yeah, like by your ribcage. And it will be sticking out of the water. Really? Yeah. Hard hats. Hard hats kind of suck, but it, it gives you a little something. Yeah. You got a, a little, little pocket of air, of air to, to uh, flip on so you can kind of rest. You don't have to tread water. Um, you I swim. You put on the survival suits. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, these survival suits, you see these guys out, you know, crab fishing. And, yeah. You know, um, but they're, I mean, are they, we- they're not wearing the suits, are they? Or some sometimes No, they're they are. not. They're not wearing the suits while they work. I mean, how do you put them on so fast? If you're going down and it's yeah. crazy out there. You have to be able to put them on in under a minute. Oh, okay. So yeah. they in the test, they, yeah. They, okay. You, you pretty much, they hand you the bag and the time starts. Wow. Yep. You just, you know, give it a good shake. Yeah. It comes out. You unroll it. It's already unzipped. Stick your feet in. Stick your arms in. Zip it up. And it's on. And then so you put the little hood on and stuff. Is that, is it, it makes you float? Um, yeah. It makes okay. you more buoyant. Buoyant. Yeah, it makes you float and it makes you stand out because they're bright right. orange. So they can see you. Yeah, some of them have little lights on them and stuff. Mm. Um, you guys yeah. don't have those, do you? Uh, yeah, we have a couple. Oh, you do? Yeah. A couple. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's not like a requirement for us to have them. Yeah. Um, who gets to wear one then? <laughs> Out of the 10 guys that are on Good question. Whoever the, yeah, whoever the strongest is. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've worked jobs where we've ha- been required to have them on and stuff. Uh, well, not on, but wearing, but on the boat. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, 
God, you know, in a, a situation like that where you're freaking out and you're just like, oh, God. Yeah, and that's why you have to uh, be able to put them on so quick. Right. And they kind of, they try and create like a high stress environment yeah. while you're doing it. So you get more real world practice in the, in the situation. And you run through these drills and stuff on the boat. So when it actually does happen, you're level headed. Like there's been multiple instances where we've been in situations where it could turn bad. And really? Yeah, and I've just been straight face calm, like yeah, whatever, just just another day, pretty much. Yeah. Because um, you, you also out on the boat. Yeah. Yeah. Because you also want like uh, you don't want passengers or anyone else on the boat yeah. seeing you freak out. Because if yeah. they see you freak out, they're going to start to freak out, and then it's just chaos, and then yeah. you're fucked. Yeah, you're you're not supposed to do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like being on an airplane, mm-hmm. and you, when you're going through turbulence, you're looking at the uh, flight attendants, and if they're calm, you know, it's yeah. okay. But if they're freaking out. We're going down. Yeah, yeah. You see them freak out. <laughs> yeah. it, it really changes so, the, so, the atmosphere. Wrong. Yeah, yeah. What a trip, man. Yeah, it all sorts of stuff. You know, uh, launching life rafts, obviously lifeboats. Right. We've done yeah. um, training in the water. Have you almost? Ha- have you almost um, gone down with a boat? No, I've never almost gone down on a boat. I've always. I've been in situations where it was a possibility. Really? Yeah, but we've stayed on top of it. Shit. Like yeah. getting water in the boat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I've you know had little holes in the bottom of the boat. Um, oh shit. Yeah, and you know dove in the water. There's this. Uh, it, there's this stuff called splash zone, uh-huh. um, which is like JB weld. Yeah, JB weld. But yeah. it's a lot stronger, and it's made to um, made to kind of plug it up. Plug for it the time up. Being. Yeah. Um, but splash zone is also meant to uh, be applied in water. Right. Like submerged in, in water. Um, so when you mix it up, it's it's two parts. Yeah. You got your, you know, your splash zone and then almost like a hardener. And it's 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 putty. You need it. Yeah, it's like putty. Activate it. Um, and you put it in a bucket of water. Oh. And you mix it up in water. Oh, shit. How um, do you do that so f- Oh, you're not going to do it really fast if you're... No, no, you don't do it fast. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you, you do it like a system. Um, you got one guy who's just mixing it up, just mixing it up in water, you know, just taking little pinches of this, little pinch of that, mix it up in water into like a ball. Yeah. And then he gives it to another guy, and the guy starts laying it out, uh, forming it over the hole. And uh, you can apply it out of water, um, or you can apply it in water. Got it. Um, and it doesn't really break apart that easy, and it stays on. Um, yes, yeah, so what we did was um, one guy went down, dove under the boat, and started applying the stuff under the water it wasn't a very big hole um but obviously a hole in the bottom of the boat's not yeah. good and it's right. gonna it's gonna float anyways <laughs> yeah. um so yeah, you start applying it underneath um and then we had another guy on top doing it but uh before you do that actually i forgot a part you pretty much take rags or wedges or anything and just pretty much try and plug it up Stuff as much hole. as possible yeah create like a surface something for the splash zone to bond to so it's not just floating in the air because then, you know, as the boat goes up and down, and it pushes. Oh. It'll, it'll push a hole through itself. Okay. Um, so you, you kind of try and put something under there for it to kind of push on to hold its hold its form. Um, so, yeah, we were in one of those situations where we did that. Um, uh, plugged the hole. You know, obviously pumped out the water. It takes a little bit for it to harden. A um, couple hours of just... Oh, it takes a couple hours to harden. Yeah. Oh, and it's literally just a couple hours of just constantly just... You know, pushing it back into place, forming it, making sure it's wow. it, it's going to stay plugged up. Um, but then it hardens, and fuck it, it was hard to once that stuff set, dude. It was hard to even get it off when we when we hauled out of the water. 
Really? Yeah, you could have left. That that stuff could still be there right now, no and we way. wouldn't have a problem. No way. Yeah, it's that solid. Wow. Um, yeah, and I've been in other instances where there was this little skiff that uh, this company I worked for owned, and they were trying to do little four-man charters um, for more personal, like, smaller families that just kind of want to go out and, you know, fish, yeah. do what they want mm-hmm. um, on a smaller boat. And... That boat actually sunk at the dock once, um, where it got hung up on a piling. Whoever tied it up, um, tied it up too tight, and as the tide changed, it got hung up and kind of flipped over, just a little bit. So water started pouring in, and as the tide came up, it was weighted down on one side. So it was actually um, the lip of where the door was to go to the transom um, was open enough for water to keep pouring in. So it it actually sunk at the dock one morning, and I got to call it like 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, that this boat was sunken <laughs> on the bottom. So I started pumping it out, and uh, we, we ended up, you know, getting out of the water on a trailer, just a little skiff. Okay. Um, and we sent it out. It was an insurance job. We sent it out to this uh, marine place that, that does, you know, that kind of work. Yeah. And whoever worked on the boat did such a terrible job with it. Really? Yeah. Every every aspect. I mean, Yikes. bilge pumps weren't working. Um, hatches on the transom were not sealed right with silicone. Um all the electrical on the electrical panel was just uh, just done so terribly where wow. I remember on the way out on this this day, and I'm going to go more into the story in a minute here. On the way out on this day, I was trying to adjust our trim tabs so we so we sit even. And there was a guy sitting behind me um, on this little bench. Yeah. And, you know, to the left of him is where the little freshwater hose comes out. Yeah. Um, and the hose wasn't connected. Um, so I was adjusting the trim tabs, trying to fuck with them so that the boat would lay evenly as we cruised. And the guy, I hear the guy behind me, he goes, are you doing that on purpose? I go, I go, I turn, I go, what, what are you talking what you about? What, what's going on? He goes, you're squirting me with the hose. <laughs> so as I'm trying to adjust the trim tabs, I turn around and look behind me and I'm hitting this button. And every time I hit the button to put the trim it's tab up, <laughs> it's squirting water out. So that button was turning on the freshwater hose. That's how bad they did the wiring. Wow. And... I found out later while we were out there that the bilge pumps weren't working. Huh. I hit the switch and immediately the breaker would pop. Ugh. And so I kept having to hit the reset and I would get like a little squirt of water out, out, oh, out. Oh man. And you know, they're supposed to be it's supposed to be automatic and manual. Yeah. So one of the bilge pumps worked on automatic and one of them worked on manual only. Um <laughs> so I was kind of limited there. And as as we're sitting there fishing on anchor or anything, um, I kept hearing the bilge pump kick on. Like I could hear a little, a little buzz yeah. when it when it kicks on. Right. I'm like, wow, it's, it's kicking on a lot. And you know, a friend of mine is uh, next to me in a little bit bigger boat. Um, I called him on the radio. Hey, can you see over the side where you know my the bilge pump's supposed to come out? And he goes, Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I go, Okay, let me know how often it comes out and how much water is coming out because I couldn't really look over and yeah. and, and see um, what was going on too well. Yeah. And he uh, he called me. 15 minutes later, he goes, yeah, it's, it's kicked on five times, and there's been a good amount of water coming out. Really? Yeah. And uh, I was like, all, oh, I was like, no. okay. Um, I was like, <laughs> we got to go. The weather it was getting a little rougher, so I'm like, all right, guys, I'm calling it. Like, yeah. We got to go. For safety reasons, I'm, we're out of here. Um, I don't know what the office is going to do, give you money back, whatever. Um, you'll, you can talk to our office. They won't get back. And, you know, I, I told them, like, they're very good about this kind of stuff, like, making sure you're you're happy and accommodated so yeah. i was like pretty much ask for whatever you want i don't care yeah yeah <laughs> it's not my money um <laughs> of course yeah so we head back to the dock 
you know, I started, I, I dove the boat, looked for cracks, leaks. I, I opened up the hatches, looked inside, and I, I couldn't figure out what was going on. And as I was closing the hatch, I, I kind of paid a little more attention to it. They never siliconed the outside seal of the hatch. So, you know, the hatch, it's like a little screwing hatch. Yeah. You screw it in, it has its own little gasket to where it sets in. I was right. looking at that, making sure that was good. That was fine. It was brand new. And then there's the outside plate that's, you know, you're supposed to screw it in. I put silicone on it. Mm-hmm. And and I was like, all right, what are, the, what are the odds this is the problem? I took out all the screws that came right out with no silicone oh on there. Oh, my gosh. On both of them. Jesus. So the entire time we were out there fishing, water was just pouring into the transom. Jesus. And man. just filling the whole back of the boat. And the bilge pumps weren't working. That could have been a nightmare. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. Oh, so, you know, it's funny. People are supposed to be fixing this stuff. I mean, these are lives. Yeah, and you know. this is a, a pretty reputable place. So they just, what happened? Whoever did it, whoever was working on it, just didn't know what they Not were doing. Good. And there was no, you know, quality control. Whoever was, you know, training the guy or whatever wasn't on top of it, making sure he was doing it right. It could have just been some guy they just hired, and you know he could have lied on his resume or whatever. But no one right. checked but, you know, to make sure he he did it right. And I ended up sending a video to the owner of the place because I, I over the years became kind of friendly with this guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I ended up sending a video of me pressing the trim tab button and watching it squirt out uh, the fresh water. He was so embarrassed. He felt so bad. And they they ended up taking the boat back, redoing all the wiring. Um, and everything I told him about that and he was he was he was very embarrassed but it was an insurance job um, we didn't get charged for the second part of it but I'm sure they still charged the insurance I don't I don't know what went on payment wise yeah. my boss took over after that Wow um, but yeah that's pretty bad man that's like a huge yeah. insurance claim that, right that could have that. That, that could have gone bad and I can think of a couple guys who could have ran that boat um, and that had ran that boat in the past and if it was them on there it, it could have been a whole different story whether Yikes. they caught it or not whether they would have been fine because the automatic bilge pump was working at the time yeah later on it stopped working yeah um yeah that, that could have gone many different ways it could have been bad yeah that's amazing man you know yeah that's not something you want to mess with no that, that's <laughs> definitely not a situation <laughs> you want to be in yeah. um yeah those are those are two the two of the sinking situations I've I've been in where it could have gone bad. It never got to a point where it was bad because it was caught early right, on. Right, right. Um, it could have been ugly. But, yeah, if, y- if right you weren't person. so vigilant yeah. and kind of paying attention, mm-hmm. it, it could have gone very badly. It could have been a whole different story, a whole different outcome. Right. Um, yeah. God. The one on the skiff wouldn't have been too bad because – I'm in a fishing a fleet of boats. There's a hundred people around and I'm, you know, they're all paying attention. Yeah. And if, even if I wasn't paying attention, I'm fairly confident I would have gotten a call from someone else there. One of my buddies fishing around me saying, Hey, you're getting your water lines getting higher and higher in the water. Yeah. Like something's going on. You got to check that out. Um, but this situation where we got the hole in the bottom of the boat, huh. we're the only boat around for hundreds of miles. Dude. Yeah. So that could have been a whole different situation. You could have been using that life raft. Yeah. <laughs> On the way back up, we, we went straight in towards land, you know, and uh, and hugged the beach the whole way up the coast. Did you? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Just in case, you know, the, the thought process was if if it does get bad, if that splash zone breaks and, you know, we we didn't have any more, um, if it got to that point, we were just going to put the boat on the beach. Yeah. Run it aground. Yeah. <laughs> this way we'll be on land and not yeah. 
not in the middle of the stuck ocean. Stuck in the water, yeah. yeah. Sink the boat. That would yeah. suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least we'll have, you know, not only be able to recover the boat, but right. um, the chances of injury would be a lot less. Yeah. That's the main thing, yeah. right? Yeah. God. It's crazy, man. Yeah. I mean, there, there's people out there that have way, way gnarlier stories than me. Um, like we've talked about well, uh, you're, a you're, friend of mine. You're only you're only 21, 22 years old. Yeah, uh, you got a long time to go. Yeah, there, I'm, buddy. I'm you'll, sure you'll have some bad ones. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure at some point, you know, it's, it's destined to happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're they're. I, I got some friends that got way worse stories. Like I've yeah. told you, um, a friend of mine who was purse-sanding, uh-huh. um, has been in three helicopter crashes. Yeah. God. Yeah, out in the middle of the ocean. Let's talk about and, this. Um, yeah. The. Uh, the, the, the back i think it's the rotor blade the one on the back on the tail yeah 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 um that either broke stopped spinning or shot off or something like that yeah and he, they lost control of the helicopter and the helicopter went down um in the middle of the ocean and they were flying around looking for looking for tuna on the surface oh my God. um so that went down the pilot ended up dying um, but my buddy did not he ended up surviving the crash yeah um so he he grabbed the body of the pilot and was floating in the water, and he was trying to, you know, save the body so that the family could have something to bury. Yeah. You know, have a, have a place to remember his body just wasn't lost at sea. Right, right. Um, so, so he was floating with the body in the water, and about he was in the water for three days total. Um, about a day and a half later, um, he said the body just got so mangled and, and tore apart. Um by sharks yeah that there just wasn't much left he was concerned he said he at that point he didn't care about his life he he was more worried about saving this body like he didn't mind the sharks coming up whatever he was hitting them you know in the nose and the eye whatever to get him get him away so kicking him yeah. he felt him come by his feet and he would he would kick him and um yeah he he uh the body he said the body got so mangled by the second uh day and a half and he ended up letting the body go and um uh and then just floating by himself and ended up being picked up by the boat, uh, I think, on the right before the third night. Oh, my gosh, dude. Yeah. That, that's bonkers. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, mean, that's, that's crazy. I mean, psychologically, that's... Psychologically, that's that's, 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 to have all that happen. Yeah. And then go three nights out in the middle of the ocean by yourself. And, and he's still doing it. I, you know, I feel like a hey lot of man, people would have would have quit I, I after that. I gotta beat this guy. But uh, I got so many questions. Yeah, this guy <laughs> this guy has the worst luck with aviation. Yeah. I mean, three helicopter crashes on his last trip recently, on his last trip down to Mexico to meet the boat. His uh, his plane landed with no brakes, Ugh. and they end up going off the runway. I don't want to. I don't want to be in an airplane with this guy. Yeah. But I want to ask him questions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's 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 wild, man. Yeah. I, uh, we got we got to have him on here. Uh, yeah, dude, he's he's got some it, some some crazy stories. Yeah. I mean, he's show, he's he's told me a, a lot of insane psychically or uh, mentally. Yeah, like, cr- stories that would just absolutely make anybody just lose yeah. their mind. Yeah, dude, that is nuts. But that's a guy who's been doing it. He's in his sixties now, and yeah. he grew up on these boats. His dad used to own uh, purse sanders up here in California. Oh, okay. Um, so he he grew up on these boats. He's been doing it a fucking crazy he many loves years. It. Yeah, like over fifty years, it's probably close knows. to sixty years, um, his whole life. You know, That's wild. And with those saners, like you think I'm gone for a while, he's gone way more than me. Like it doesn't even compare. He's been on boats for for years without being on land, pretty how much. Many, how many times has he been married? 
a couple, yeah. a couple. This last time he came home, like when uh, when COVID hit and he yeah. finally got off the boat, uh-huh. um, he he came home and he found his wife in bed with two other dudes. Oh, awesome! Yeah, party on! Yeah, yeah, he, he wasn't too happy about that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Probably, but probably that's a, a party on that one. Huh? No, no, yeah. no, no. He was he was pretty beat up. I rem- I remember talking about that's that. That's a he bummer, was, man. He was pretty beat up. Um, but that's a common thing. You like you'll hear that story from many yeah, many people I mean, in this I, line of work. I get it. Yeah, I get it. Um, yeah, that's tough. Yeah, but you, hey, you do it because you love it, right? Exactly. And that's what's that's important. Thing. You just gotta you gotta keep going. Women, um, women come and go. Yeah, <laughs> the good ones stick around. The bad ones, well. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, we, we definitely have to have some more stories from this guy. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd love to talk. He's he's down in Mexico now, and I don't, I don't think he's going to be back for quite a while. But well, um, well, when he does come back, we got to. He probably doesn't in. know what any of the stuff. He probably doesn't even know what one of these microphones looks like. He's uh. been he's been out there for so long. <laughs> yeah, right. He goes uh. technology. What is this? What is this stuff? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just got a phone. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh. That's crazy, man. Yeah, watching him like text and like. He, he texts in this group chat I have with him with a bunch of other captains and stuff. We talk yeah. about, you know, fishing reports, where we're going, you know, what we see and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and some of the messages he sends, they're just, you know, the spelling and, like, hitting the wrong buttons and yeah, stuff. Right. It's, he, he's, he's, not, he's not very up up with the times. And I've watched yeah. him, like, when he was working with me, um, I've watched him try and use his phone. And, yeah, he gets, he gets all frustrated <laughs> and, and mad and stuff, trying to learn how to send a picture or something. Right. Yeah. He's all, I'm glad I'm out to sea for so long. I don't have to deal with this crap. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good for him. Uh, <laughs> That's yeah. funny, man. Well, well, we'll have to have him on, and uh, I'm sure we'll have some really good stories. Yeah. Yeah. You know. All right. So, I mean, yeah, I, I feel like this is a, a good place to kind of end this off. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll, we'll go more in depth about it, but we covered a, quite, a, quite a few we little did. We stories did. here. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hope everybody enjoyed it yeah we'll uh we'll have more to come we'll soon. sign <laughs> off <laughs> we'll, we'll, so we'll figure out this whole intro and, yeah, and yeah. anything yeah for at, sure. at some point i'm sure but yeah. uh we'll get now. better at this guys yeah <laughs> all right <laughs> all right